everybody, welcome to Becky Left the Chat's February 1992 music episode. I'm Pat, joined by my co-host Jen. Hey! And we are back, um, talking about the music that came out in uh, February of 92 and beyond, right? So we have uh, come up with a little bit of a gimmick here for our music uh, listens. We are going to try to follow something that we're going to call the uh, Rule of Three. I know uh, Jen is not a fan of odd numbers, but I feel like three works out really well here. Why don't you like odd numbers? You know, the thing is I do like odd numbers. I'm just more comfortable with even numbers. So I, I, I choose even. I don't. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make it. You know, I like odd numbers. You know, my they make favorite, up half the numbers. Do you know my favorite number? Uh, 27. It is. Did you really know that? No, obviously I took a guess of all the numbers. Yes, I knew that. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a really good odd number. And it involves a lot of threes, right? Because three times nine is 27 and three times three is nine. So I actually like threes a lot. I just, I, I like to, I like things to be even. We're not discussing the movie Rain Man here. Like, <laughs> relax. Like the volume on the TV needs to be even. Five's okay. Don't ask me why. But really, I prefer an even, um, you know, things So like that. anyway. <laughs> Jen's rant, but back to the rule of three. <laughs> you so, asked. I, I did, but I mean, I just want to make sure the listeners knew, you know, that you're you're a little under protest, a little kicking and screaming in order to get you here with the rule of three. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna focus on some, we're gonna focus on singles, albums, and videos. Everything's gonna be fast and loose. So uh, the video we're choosing today, we know actually came out as a single. Um, and it's one of the greatest videos ever to talk about, but we wanted to talk about it, which is November Rain. The album that we're going to kind of spotlight and segue into our discussion about, um, soundtracks in general is, uh, Wayne's World. That album came out in February. And also we have the singles charts. We'll run down a couple of the singles. Um, we already had talked about one of these songs. It was on actually our mixtape from last year, but we're also going to talk about, uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot's album and just drop that to preview the uh, summertime anthem that is Baby Got Back. So, white girl karaoke anthem. I literally for the wrote ages. in my notes white girl <laughs> anthem right here. Um, but don't think I don't know all the words to Baby Got Back. It's wonderful. Yes, and uh, eventually we'll talk about the video when we get there. But let's dive in. Um, come along. Let's have some fun. Grab your Spotify playlist and get ready or, you know, whatever vendor you want to use to listen to music. And uh, let's dive in. So we'll start first on the single section. So. Singles charts this month, Jen. We had Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Don't. George Michael and Elton John. Diamonds and Pearls, Prince and MPG. And To Be With You by Mr. Big, which mm. we had talked about that on our last one. We did. We do really love that song. Um, all three solid singles. Um, to Be With You is actually going to dominate most of March, which is why um, it's the last two weeks here in February. And then... The first three weeks in March is going to be right at the top. The uh, Cashbox Magazine's <laughs> best performing singles of 92. What is Cashbox Magazine? That's what I found on Wikipedia. It's Have you ever heard of that are. before? Cashbox? No, I haven't. What is a Cashbox Magazine? It was a music industry trade magazine originally published weekly from July of 1942 to November of 1996. So fuck it. We're oh, going man. Cashbox Magazine. It had a long life. It did. R.I.P. Cashbox Magazine. I know. And I mean, a lot of the songs <laughs> that they have on here seem like they're, they make sense. I mean, Baby Got Back's going to be on here in July, which, you know, wouldn't make sense with the summertime anthem. So... Um, also November Rain, 
is going to be on here, which we're going to talk about today, but that's going to be on here in August, which again also makes sense with uh, when I believe the video was first released, which I think was July or June when I saw in my uh, research. Oh, see, I thought it was February in well, my the, research. Well, the single was released. Again, it's not really, it's nebulous because I, I found like a music video website that kind of ran down all the music videos that came down in 92, but didn't really have a lot by release. And when I did the research on November Rain, um, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But when I did that research, it did show, like, the single came out as a B-side in February, but then it came out, like, on Headbangers Ball or something in, like, July or June on MTV. So I'm I'm just going to say, fuck it. Like, we're just going to talk about it how we want to talk about it. If we can yeah. rope it into our conversation, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, here's the thing, is that it is, we are finding it difficult to find the release dates, the exact release dates for these videos, right? Like, I'm having a hard time finding them. Um, so we are gonna play fast and loose with the videos. Fast and loose. We're gonna we're gonna put it all in. So we'll some, get the date. We'll get the year right. You know, the year right. Either it's gonna be a good 100%. single, or maybe it's the album came out. Exactly. But like it'll be the right year. But so the other so one of the two albums that came out, which we were just talking about, which was uh, Mac Daddy, which has Baby Got Back on it, mm-hmm. which is the White Girl Anthem. It is. Uh, it's a lot of people anthem, but it is a. Very, very great video. I remember my parents were like, I was a little too young to watch that video. Like, that video was just, <laughs> it's wonderful. What are your thoughts on that? Sh- share with me as we talk about these couple of singles that were in the single section. Talk about them. Well, about Baby Got Back? Baby Got Back, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, To Be With You, whatever you want to talk about. We already talked about To Be With You. Right. And how great it is and how there's a line, a line to be with this girl. There is. There's, there is a line to be the next. To be with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, Baby Got Back, we'll be doing that that video in May, right? That's when that's We'll do the video, but right released. now just talk about the song. Just talk about how you heard it and how it bumped on the radio. Becky. Look at her butt. It is so big. Right. And our podcast is called Becky Left the Chat. It is. Becky was just a white girl name from all this <laughs> I mean, stuff. It is I mean, the it's whitest just... girl name. <laughs> so, so far, off the top of the music podcast, you've learned that we're going fast and loose with the rules. Um, Jen does not necessarily want to talk about Baby Got Back, even though this was her submission for... Well, you know why? Because I put in my head that now we're going to talk about it in May, because then that's when we're talking about the video. And so I didn't really have in my brain that we were going to talk about Baby Got Back and about how I don't sing in public unless I'm shit-faced. And I have definitely karaoke this song at least five times. Shit-faced as a human, but... So I think what's important here as we're building the podcast and building all of this out is we're talking about it now because the album got released this month. Well, I understand so that. The song but I just don't released. feel like we need to talk about it twice. So I already had in my head that we weren't really talking about it. So that's why I wasn't ready to talk about it. Okay. But see, I'm going to counterpoint you point counterpoint, but talking about stuff now, getting more opinions and thoughts on it later and talking about a video versus talking about a song are a little different. Because the true. video is going to be its own experience, Listen. just like the November Rain video is its own experience. We we talked about November Rain. That was also on my. It's on the hidden. It's on a, the it, hidden episode on the lost episode. Well, it's on lost episodes, but it's also on my uh, playlist. I believe I put it on my playlist. Oh, you did. Yeah, at the end of the year. I mean, okay. It's, it's November okay. Rain. I believe. No, no, I didn't. No, I neither. Was gonna, but then I didn't. We didn't because right. it's a really long song, and we wanted to fit more songs on our. I'm going to tell you on our cassette. I'm going to tell you at the end of this year. Hot take. As we go through all the videos, I am going to put together a 60-minute VHS tape, and this is taking up 10 minutes right now. I'm debating, because there's also in September, we're going to talk about the live performance on the VMAs, 
with Elton John playing piano and singing along, which I watched that. I watched the video and then I watched that as I was reading up about it. Pretty dope. Um, I want to see if there's better quality of it. But at the 1992 VMAs, introduced by Dana Carvey, mm. November Rain, Elton John, Guns N' Roses. Pretty dope. So back onto our single section. So we've talked about To Be With You, and that's going to be around basically all of March. Um, and then we get another Michael Jackson song, which is Remember the Time. I remember, I do remember that time. Um, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, George Michael Elton John. Two wonderful British gentlemen. Wonderful song. And then, like I said, Baby Got Back hasn't yet hit, hit airwaves. It's going to. Um, but it's out here. And that's the gimmick we're going to carry along here. Um, we're going to do singles, albums, and videos. Our spotlight this month is we want to talk about soundtracks. And specifically how it seems to me like the 90s is where these kind of like peaked in terms of like I think in terms of both a little bit of quality but also like in how we consume soundtracks so like this soundtrack is a soundtrack for Wayne's World movie came out now Wayne's World movie also comes out now we're going to talk about that at the end of the month on the movie podcast because that's going to be our spotlight movie we're going to rewatch but this movie brought in Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody and one of the most iconic scenes of the 90s and of one of these movies with the guys in the car singing along to Bohemian Rhapsody. That's actually the first time I've ever like heard that song. Yeah. I I think I, I originally thought this was like a song specifically for this movie and from this time. Like I don't it was I'm pretty sure a while before I knew that this was a Queen song. That was made yeah. years before this. Um, yeah. There was a couple really great songs on here. Um, Time Machine by Black Sabbath is also a, a really good song. They had an Alice Cooper song, Feed My <laughs> Feed My Frankenstein, yeah. which is when they went to, and again, you know, listen to us at the end of the month, but we're going to talk about the Wayne's World breakdown. But that's when they went to the concert. And that was dope, where they were just were losing their minds singing Alice Cooper. That was I the first time remember, I'd ever heard an Alice Cooper song. I don't remember that much from the movie, so I'm excited to rewatch it. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, there's a Clapton song here. That song, though, be great on a Halloween playlist. Feed My Frankenstein? Yeah. I was thinking that today when I was listening to the album. I'm like, this would be perfect on like a Halloween, like spooky time playlist. It's pretty good, but it's just such like a Well, I mean, but Halloween playlist song. Or... Yeah, yeah, No. I mean. But I mean, you know. Whatever. See it. It's excess. Excess. Keep that in. That's a, You're right. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? That's special. Am I okay? Um, we also had uh, a couple songs from Tia Carrera, who she is the actress in the movie mm-hmm. singing. So we had her singing Baldwin Blitz and we had her singing um, Why You Want to Break My Heart. Not really that, that great. Not bad, but cool. I mean, the only place you're going to get any of that is going to be on the Wayne's World soundtrack if you're into that. You have the Wayne's World theme. But um, why we were spotlighting this one this month is because soundtracks are really going to be, I found, the best bang for your buck sometimes in terms of, like, getting a bunch of random songs together. Because if you liked a movie, you probably liked the soundtrack. Right? Probably. I mean... For the most part. Like, if you're really into a movie, you probably like the soundtrack. Like, when you think of, like, I think one of my favorite um, soundtracks was the Empire Records soundtrack. Right? Yeah, it was a good soundtrack. Now, that came out a few years later. That's going to come out in 95. But that had the Jim Blossoms. That had the Cranberries. That had uh, Toad in the Wet Sprockets, Crazy Life, which is a pretty good song. Um, I mean, you could laugh at it better than Ezra. You could laugh at it, like all these things. That was a fun song. 
I remember too the Wedding Singer soundtrack, and I think that came, I want to say that the Wedding Singer came out in '98. I want to say that's a two disc. That that's a two disc. Soundtrack. There's two volumes. It did come out in '98, and there's two volumes, and they had a lot of fun '80s songs on that. I own that soundtrack. I had that at least soundtrack. the first volume. I had um Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Yeah. That was good. That had like garbage on it and uh Listen, I had the Batman Returns, Kiss from Rose on the Grave. We're oh, gonna talk about that one seal. later. I um, love that seal song. I love you love and that. Your seal. Um soundtracks Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. That was a really good soundtrack. And then I had Angus. I had the Angus soundtrack, which had a Green Day song, J A R. Mm. So I mean, um, and it had like a lot of cool punk on it. That was a, it had Goo Goo Dolls. I want to say like it was a really yeah. Cool and soundtrack. I mean, for the most part, soundtracks were a way that you know, for I remember there was specific. I mean, it probably still is now in the record stores and everything. You know, specific soundtrack sections, but it was really a way to get a bunch of different artists into your collection, into your musical collection. Because again, when we're talking about music in the '90s, we're talking about you had to physically buy this media, physically store this media, and then have it. So if you're huge into artists or huge into music, then maybe you're consuming either all that artist stuff or all the music stuff. But otherwise, you're like, man, I saw that movie and I really liked a couple of those songs. And Wayne's World's a really great soundtrack because it's really a lot of fun. It's a lot of songs you can kind of bop your head to, kind of enjoy them. And uh, it's, it's on our Spotify playlist that we have now um, for February of 92 because it is the album that we're spotlighting. It's a lot of fun. Did you... When you listened to it, did you feel like it, it, it held up in terms of, like, just a, a compilation of music? Like, gave yeah. you a vibe, like a ni- yeah. early, you know, early 90s vibe? Yeah. It reminded me of watching the movie, too. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. Like, um, the Jimi Hendrix Foxy Lady song. I'm like, yeah. oh, wasn't that, weren't they, like, in a diner or something? And, like, I kind of remember that scene. That That's a cool song. Yeah, it gave me a vibe. I mean, a lot of it's, like, probably, like, 80s metal type music that I necessarily wouldn't listen to but a lot of it was stuff that i'm like oh yeah no i like this song. i love this song you know yeah i mean it was cool it was definitely a nice mashup of stuff so another soundtrack that's going to come out this year too and we're going to talk about it and again it's more or less why we're getting into this you have the single soundtrack too. yeah yeah and so singles is a movie we're going to highlight at the end of the year when we do it that month we're also going to talk about it but you got alice in chains pearl jam chris cornell You've got Soundgarden. You've got a, a Hendrix song. You got a Smashing Pumpkin song. You got all these songs that are on there that, if you watched the movie, heard the music, and then scooped up the soundtrack, now you're going to be exposed to all of this stuff, all from kind of enjoying the film. It's pretty cool. And I mean, I know. I know they had a lot of classical music too, like a lot, of, like you can get like. You know, the Jurassic Park soundtrack, like all these different soundtracks to listen to those kind of musics as well. Like, um, like the composers and stuff that would do that music would have it. I remember yeah, they came out with like the Star Wars soundtrack, like all these different things. Oh, who's all the, who's the guy the that did all that? John stuff. Williams. Yeah. John. So all I always want to say John Waters and that is not John <laughs> that Waters, is not John Waters. but I, it's always what comes to my mind. <laughs> but all that stuff came out in the 90s and this is such a 90s thing because again, even in the early 2000s, we really, we started to move towards that, like, Napster, like, you know, stealing, borrowing, listening, Lime when maybe wire. you shouldn't, you know, squeezing the limes and bear share and getting all of you these, know, the I, songs you wanted. I wonder, though, like, before the 90s, like, the 70s and the 60s and the 80s and stuff, if soundtracks were as big as they were in the 90s. I think I they mean, were. I think they were, too. Because even in that stash of records we got downstairs from from your mom and stuff there's a bunch of at least a 
at least a handful of soundtracks, like records. I would say that, you know, come the 2000s, I can't really think of a movie where I'm like, I really want to go out and buy that soundtrack. Again, you guys sound off. Maybe we're wrong. But in the 90s, it was such a, it it accompanied the movie. I don't know how many albums in general I was buying after the mid 2000s like i yeah. think that i just started buying mp3s or using napster or limewire or yeah. or you know your friend has all these you just taken them from your friends and like because it, it, it became less about the album and more about the song because if you think about this album and and then we'll then we'll i'll talk to you know even about the wedding singer too because i know I th- i'm pretty sure they had the grandma rapping on the album on the wedding singer and i think they had a couple songs sung like by adam sandler they have his song on when he's song. on the plane and yeah yeah so, like, this album had a Mike Myers, Dana Carvey version of Wayne's World, and it had the actress, uh, Tia Carrera, singing a couple different songs. Like, you are not going to get that unless you buy the album, unless someone else bought the album, burnt it for you, you know, uh, taped it for you, gave it to you. You're not going to get that until the 2000s. And at that point, you can just get the one song. If you're like, for whatever reason, I want this one song or this one clip, you can pull it. So this is really that last generation of, like, the soundtrack's important. Because it's playing all these artists, it's playing these songs, and it's really putting the movie, you know, framing the movie that you're going to watch. But then also, you're going to, a lot of these songs end up becoming singles or became becoming really good in their own right. Like The Bodyguard, all these other movies oh, yeah, that, was a good song. that have all these soundtracks that come with them. So we're going to kind of track that. And Forrest Gump. I had Forrest that Gump soundtrack. Like, that yeah. was a, I think it was at least two discs. Yeah, and that had, I think, the classical music as well as a lot of the 70s. A you know, lot of, like, 60s, like 70s. 60s, 70s protest music. It's really uh-huh. good. And, and, again, it's all stuff that, like, you think about it now and you're like, any movie that's come out now, I just can't remember the last time. I'm like, you know, I really got to go look at the soundtrack to see that movie, to check out, like, these songs that came out in that movie. But I remember watching, uh, you know, Empire Records and being like, I, I really like Hey Jealousy, right? That's the first time I was introduced to that song as a... 14 year old 15 year old it's the first time i heard that song i'm like oh man and heard it on the soundtrack rex manning day absolutely rex manning day joey lauren adams was in love with rex well, even i was listening to the pulp fiction soundtrack and uh that has like clips from the movie you know in mm-hmm. it so it's kind of fun and mm-hmm. and when we get to movies like pulp fiction and stuff and talk about them like the cool part too is that like you know a lot of the soundtracks and things are curated by obviously the directors and people that made it and it's part of the vision the vision that they have for the scenes and for what they want in the films. I mean, it's really cool integrating the music and having all that stuff like that. It's all stuff you haven't heard before. He does that later on, I think, with Kill Bill and some of those other ones. There's cool music that you hadn't heard. And you're like, wow, this is really like wild music. And it's really an experience. And it's really cool to see how you know people put their movies together. And when you listen to the Wayne's World soundtrack, if you listen to it, you really can get a really good appreciation of how they put together the movie. And it's almost like watching the movie on its own because again whenever i hear bohemian rhapsody i think of them in the car mm-hmm. you know foxy lady i also think of them at that scene like mm-hmm. there's all these scenes like feed my frankenstein when we're listening to it i immediately i'm like oh they're backstage at the alice cooper show we're not worthy we're not worthy like i'm immediately seeing all <laughs> of it and like i'm replaying the movie in my mind's eye so it's really cool it's really fun and we're gonna keep doing that um not every month we're gonna spotlight a soundtrack per se but like in a month like this where we had the, you know, we had the Mac Daddy album come out. We didn't have a ton of other real albums that we wanted to kind of spotlight. Now we want to talk about soundtracks and kind of set that up because we're going to spotlight other albums. And then this is this just gives it a way to kind of, you know, frame where we are in our musical adventure. 
So, you have anything else to add about soundtracks? Yeah, musical adventure. Let's jump into November Rain then. So, I did some research on November Rain. Um, rewatched the video a couple times. Do you know how many views this video has? On YouTube? Yeah. Uh, I don't. Should I guess? Guess. 10 million? 1.8 billion. Jesus Christ. It is the first video ever that... to Like, first video to be released that wasn't released, like, on YouTube. So, like, in the time of YouTube to go over, like, a billion views or 1.5 billion views. So, like, this mo- this was created in 91. I, yeah. That, yeah. And, and so... Wow. The, the video itself at the time when I was doing the math, I think it was, like, the fifth most expensive video at the time when it came out. Michael, uh, Michael Jackson had, like, three... And Madonna, one of Madonna's videos is like number one, I believe. Michael Jackson had like three above, and this was like number five. It's ranked number 25 now. It costs, in today's dollars, $2.8 million to make. In today's money? Today's money, but $1.5 million back then. They flew in that church, or brought in that church, into the middle of nowhere in New Mexico. That church looks like it's the size of a shed. Well, that, that's the thing. It is the size of a shed. So yeah. the church that they're using in the wedding scenes is not that church. So they like kind of flew in. I mean, church. clearly, right. like clearly for that. Cause Slash always pictured himself being in like a field, but I guess it was like winter at the time. So they had to, they just decided to do it in New Mexico. Um, and do you know what November Rain was based off of? But wasn't it about, um, Axl Rose's ex? Like, isn't it kind of like based off her? So you tell me what you think the video is. Are you telling me what the song is about or the video? The whole thing, the 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 whole idea, the, the idea. Do you you tell me, and then I'll kind of give you the research that I got, and then we'll see. Oh, so you're gonna we... mansplain it? No, I'm not gonna I'm mansplain just it. I'm, I'm just kidding. saying. I'm just instead of just it, make it fun to kind of hear like what because I know. Oh, so like, do you want me to explain the video that I just watched to you? Like, do you no, want me to like talk about? Just what do you think the story is behind the video? Like the the metaphor or. No, the story. Just like you tell me what you think it is. I think it's the dog outside that won't stop crying. That <laughs> that hopefully we can't pick up on these mics. Okay. Um I just I mean is it just about like a failed relationship? I... Sort of. So there's this so I'm obviously I'll I'll jump in here. So there's this author and like guy, his name is Del James. He writes a short story. The short story, main character, his name is, I believe, Main, like, Man? Main Man is the name of the character. Main, main Man. Main Man. And he's, like, a, like a 20-something-year-old rock star that um, he's with a, a woman. And she, it, it's, the, the, it's called Without You is what the short story is called, okay? And the short story is about this guy waking up from dreams and having bad dreams or whatever it is because he's with this girl and he's cheating on her consistently cheating on her she walks in on him one day like having a three-way with a couple groupies she leaves him Uh he makes it back to la goes to her place like whenever he's on the road or whatever comes back to her place in la goes to see her after the show like leaves tickets for her she doesn't show up goes to see her after the show as he's going up to her apartment she kills herself he walks in takes the gun is going to kill himself no bullets left so now he's living with, like, the guilt of, like, this failed relationship of, like, her killing himself over, 
like his infidelity and his like rock star life. So like one day he wakes up, like freaks out in his place, um, starts breaking shit, starts like doing whatever. And he had like a lit cigarette and the place starts to like catch on fire from the lit cigarette, but he's still like trashing it. And then he's like playing music and then he dies in his fire. Right. Which is basically a tampered down version, which Axl Rose actually gave the preface uh, that gave the intro on that book of short stories by Del James in 1995. And this guy's quoted for the inspiration for the music video. So like the music video has is like kind of, I mean, I'm guessing this, the song has to do with this short story, which is basically like Axl Rose's. But if the short story came out in 1995. And it was written before then. Cause this guy was associated with them. He, he's, this guy's been associated with them since like the late oh, okay. He's like a journalist and like writer and like gotcha. whatever. Like, so they produced like a bunch of his short stories. Like they came out as a book in 95 and Axl Rose wrote. I'm going to say that short intro. story to this music video. Yes. I mean, they're both tragedies. Right. But there's a lot of differences in those two stories. Well, there is and there isn't. So in the video, it's Axl Rose's girlfriend at the time. It's Stephanie, Stephanie Seymour. Seymour. So she's playing the person that he's marrying. And in the black and white, that's him like waking up with the nightmare. And it's supposed to be his character cheated on her so much that she killed herself. So the funeral scenes where you see the mirror over her face is because she blew her face off with a gun. Do they, they don't show him cheating on her though, do they? No, no, no. Because no, no. I, I kind of like watch it and I try to. No, uh, no, no. They don't show that. But again, then when you know the backstory of it actually coming from this. Right, right. You don't need short to see story. that. Like no, that. you don't need to see. But when you know it's coming from this short story, then that's how you know, like, okay, that makes sense. Because it's literally just kind of following that narrative. It's just. Yeah. That. Supposedly there's an 18 minute long version. Maybe it's in that. Ooh. But that, I don't think it's seen the day. It's not on YouTube. But, um, oh, I want to get my hands on that. Yeah, and so that's kind of where that comes from. So again, really, when you read all this stuff, like I was, I read that it came out at some point later on down the line on like Headbangers Ball is when they actually like released it. And then I'm guessing probably that uh, what we saw with the singles chart in like August is probably because it started to get a lot of play on the different, um, you know, like on MTV or VH1 was around then. I don't know if VH1 was around then. But MTV in ninety one. Was didn't it? Like I feel like VH one was like more of a toned down MTV when it first came out. Um, but see, I feel like it was MTV Headbangers Ball. That's why. See, I still feel like at this point in ninety two, it's probably more still the music more than it is anything else. And then like, I feel like VH one was more like light, like you said, lighter stuff. And then that became the place for all the videos, maybe in like the mid nineties or most of the videos. VH1 started in 1985. So it was around, so it just but I feel like it videos. was like, I remember being like, Oh, that's kind of like older people music. Like MTV was cool. That, and like the, the new stuff. And I felt like VH1 was more like, yeah, like older, kind of like WALK type thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but then it, it switched. I feel like because they continue to have music when MTV stopped having music. And now I don't think that there's, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, it just, it just is one of those things where. Oh, that's interesting though. I didn't, I didn't find that when I was looking. What? That it came that, out that of that sh- well? No, that, that short story. That's. Yeah. yeah. So I was reading the whole thing cool. and I was like, oh wow, it's cool. And then so I started doing a deep dive about it. And this guy wrote like a bunch of horror short stories, but he's credited with a lot of different, like a lot of work with the band. And he was also like an artist. So he's like a tangential character to, you know, the Guns N' Roses universe. Is he in the video? 
I don't know. He might be. He might be one of the people at the wedding. I hope so. He might be. I hope he got invited to the wedding. Uh, but he's actually credited with... He's credited in the video. He's, like, credited. Cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So that that's kind of why I was like, oh, like, I never knew that. So my version of the story, which why what I was trying to get you to say here, and what the audience probably thinks is, like, my version of the story is the same version you had, right? Where, like... So I heard that he... That Axl Rose wrote the song about um, his ex-girlfriend, because they had a really, like, tumultuous relationship. Okay. Not about Stephanie Seymour, but about... I think it was, like... Ever, his his ex so that's what but that you know could be what the song's written about and the video could be based is based after the story video obviously. could be based after yeah. the story i mean that, that i mean clearly that it is you, you yeah know. but and i mean it kind of hits it beat for beat in terms of that i mean i can't say that that's what the song was based on obviously i can just say that that's that's what it's credited with in the video and like cool I said, video the video is amazing yeah it is so good and, I mean, and not and, to state the obvious but <laughs> every time that see and the one thing about the song is that it's such a unique song because it it made it to some of the highest levels on all the charts for a song of that length um it's not it's like the band's i think like third longest song but it was like an eight and a half minute song and i swear every time i hear those first few piano notes i'm like oh, i'm sticking in for eight minutes i know when this will be over because it's just such a good song. It really is just such a great. It didn't even feel that song. long watching it because it's just you're you're invested, you know. Uh, immediately it, it go, and I'm like, man, that was an eight minute. That's an eight minute it's video eight minutes, I just watched, yeah. and I felt like it was three. I felt like it was a, the the length of a normal song. And it's one of those things too where, when you're watching music videos, at, now I did this. Now I did. This. You might have done this. Other people out there may have done this, but like I tape music video. Off oh, yeah. VH1 and stuff. Yeah. And you, you just, you knew. You're like, okay. Uh, you know, this this one would come out. Like, this video would come on right after a commercial break. So, you knew that you had, like, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because, like, this is just going to play the two block. Because they usually used to do, like, two videos. I four wish. Minute, four minute thing. I hope. I hope that there are some VHS tapes of music videos that I've taped. Like, That'd I cool. really, really, like, um. I'm hoping real hard right now, putting those vibes out there, because I really would love to see like the music videos I taped. I have been listening to old mixtapes, and that is an experience. And this to behold. So I mean, this would be like even better. This would be dope. But, yeah, I, I definitely tape music videos. And I really enjoyed this video uh, again every every time I watch it. And then you know, you read a little bit more context, dig a little deeper. Such a great song. Um, such a great video. Such a great concept. You know what I really enjoy. Like watching these videos, especially these older videos, is just looking at like how people are dressed. Because I mean, rock stars dress like crazy anyway. Like especially like Guns N' Roses and like Axl Rose and Slash. They have their own aesthetic. They look insane. But just like her wedding dress. I mean, I know it's like iconic. Just so cool. Like that short wedding dress. Mm-hmm. And he rolls up to that wedding dressed like a conquistador. Like uh, 100%. what? <laughs> like what is that? Like it's just. Watching all, like, the guests and the... I, I see, could watch it and just look at the fashion. See, to me, what I find amazing, and, like, this video, again, like, illustrates it, is, like, you're watching a video, and, like, as as kids of the 90s, we grew up in the 90s. A.K.A. old people. Older people. <laughs> but being there and seeing that wedding and thinking, every wedding I've been to that I have been drinking, people have had phones out. Right? Because everybody has phones. So when you watch this and everybody's just watching uh, it. Yeah, yeah. And nobody's got a phone out. Nobody's got anything. And just watching these older videos. And that's the coolest part, too, about watching some of these movies yeah. and watching some of these shows. 
it's the characters and the people are all invested in the moment in time because there's they don't have those wild distractions because it's it doesn't exist the phones aren't there the things aren't there like it's just here's these people at this church watching this moment and if there's any chit chat or anything going on it's with them in, in the audience whereas like now i mean everybody's taking a photo everybody's doing a thing so it's wild when you watch all this stuff and you just see it and you're like man a cell phone just it's gonna it's gonna blow this entire moment up in 30 years from now in 30 years from now people will be looking at their phone or they'll be taking a video or they'll be doing a thing or they'll be in the way and it's like we're gonna see it a lot too when we get to more videos that have like those live shots because you see the crowd and the crowd will have like lighters and now the crowds all have like their phones they'll have it on flash they'll have it on whatever it's it's just such a wild dynamic Um, yo i uh i saw a meme today okay on instagram shocking and um this is, well, it's not about music, but it is about 90s. And it is about cell phones. So, it was like a friend's Instagram page. I really hope that that dog and her crying is not coming through <laughs> these mics. Because our dog has been crying outside this door mm-hmm. this entire time. But anyway, so this meme, it's a friend's meme, right? Yeah. And it's, you see Ross, sit, it's, it's like a storyboard. You see Ross sitting at the bar, texting. And he texts Rachel. Are we really on a break? And she says, no. And it just says, the end. Like, friends would have been over, like, in the end. Like, well, that was, that was like, 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 if there were cell phones. Like, I love Seinfeld, too. And so much of Seinfeld would be, like, there's so many plots, too, about answering machines and everything else. We'll get into all that yes. on the TV show stuff. Yes, yes, and, and you know what? It's funny you mention that. Because may, maybe we'll even bring in a, sig- a, a, segment, a segment on some of these a segment for it. shows to be, like, how this show would have been resolved with the cell phone. Oh, that's a good it's idea. just, like... We should really do that. That's so much idea. of this stuff is, like, you know, you really think about it and you go, hey... But back to the video. Yeah. Did you notice the part when they're in the bar and they're just all drinking and they're all just like lighting up yes. and smoking? That's it. And they're all just like, yeah. That, that it world just felt just... so nostalgic. And I'm like, you know, people that weren't really like alive then or like living as adults then, mm-hmm. you know, whereas older kids aren't going to remember that. Like the cigarettes were just part of life like C- cigarettes have been everybody's parents or aunts or uncles smoke everybody knew the people that smoked in their house and it was fine i mean everybody would go to restaurants and just smoke and they're all just smoking and they're like making out and smoking and i'm just like man i remember the, that like smoking culture see it's funny because you know when you talk about your senses you talk about the five senses right okay we got your sense senses, again with these odd touch, numbers pat you gotta throw these odd numbers you at know, me touch sight hearing etc there is something to be said about how the 90s smelled because I just think of like going to my grandparents' house mm-hmm. and walking in and just you smell the smoke. Yep. And in my house, you know, my dad smokes, still smokes now, is never going to give that up and you could just smell it. And it's like you could smell the you could smell the cologne over the cigarettes when you would put on the cologne to like feel but then in the house would smell like cigarettes and when people would come over the backyard everybody's lighting up cigarettes and it was such like a it was such a uh, a non like dirty dirty thing that people did right because it was like everybody they all did it but it was grimy and i'm not being judgy i mean i was a smoker for many years not anymore but that's why i'm not there's there's no judgment yeah this is a judgment-free closet i never right now but yeah i never smoked like planet fitness yeah (laughs) i never smoked been around a lot of smokers in my day yourself included and people in my family and it's just one of those things i had one friend growing up um 
And when you walked into his house, it, and I, you know, like my mom smoked in the house. Like mm-hmm. I had, I knew a lot of people who smoked I think it would be strange when people had, when we were growing up didn't smoke in the oh, house. Oh no, right? no one Everybody went out. Smoked Everybody in smoked in their house. Um, But I had one friend, I don't know if it was just that his family smoked more than other people or if they just like smoked a different type of cigarette or if they just didn't ever clean out their ashtrays, but his house smelled so smoky. It was like you would leave his house smelling like smoke. It yeah. was it was wild the way that this this dude's house smelled. Yeah. Like it was just such a such a like you, and and again, that's burned into it's like it's mm-hmm. burned into the back of I my I just see his parents sitting on their couches uh-huh. like chain smoking on their like their puffy it. couch, you know, like oof, yeah. But yeah, so that that scene made me think of that, like the yep. cigarette smoke and the you know. Anything else you got from that video? I'm gonna share now. Oh man, it's just a great video. I just feel like it's such a it's such a good metaphor for a for a broken relationship, you know. Yeah, well, and for it really like, you know, without taking it too literally, just the idea that it's so. Ha- and I love how the the it just the music turns with the mm-hmm. with the whole vibe of it, and it's a perfect. It's it's really a wonderful it's song. Great. Thirty years later, it's, yeah. it's always on the top of everything. And at the end, when she you see her as a bride throwing the bouquet over her shoulder, and it lands on her coffin. Yeah, it turns red and lands on her coffin. It's just so I, it's perfect. It's perfectly done. It's such a great song, and this video is such a perfect coda for the song. Like, I did want to talk about wedding singer with this though. You okay? Did you notice the kiss? The the kiss. Would you consider that appropriate church tongue? Remember in wedding singer? I would say this. Whatever the fuck was going on in that church was, <laughs> was not inappropriate. A- <laughs> Like, Slash just walking out because he forgot the rings, but also with the hat on and just, just the, the chest Axel out. Axel dressed like, like yeah. a conquistador, like yeah, Henry VIII no. or something. No. Like, the whole thing But was, I mean, that's fine because Axel Rose, he can dress how he wants. You know, he's the like whole The whole thing made me think like, okay, this definitely isn't a Catholic church tongue. Okay, we're going to say that. You know, I, I don't know what... Is there church... a Catholic church tongue? No, that's the point. No, 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 no. So... No. Oh. <laughs> be married and you still have to go to confession and be like, eh. Yeah. So, <laughs> our February music roundup. We've introduced the rule of three. We talked about Wayne's World. We talked about some singles. We broke down a video. This video, instantly, up on the wall. You guys will hear about this again, the VMA performance in September. But we're definitely going to wrap this video back into my end of the year. It's, it's on my mixtape. There's 10 minutes. I only have 50 minutes left of videos to fill right now on my 60-minute tape. It's already there. All right. VHS tapes like two hours though. No, there were some of them that were like sixty minutes. What the hell kind of video? T- no, because then you couldn't put a movie on there. They need to be like three hours. I'm telling you, there were some that were like sixty. minutes. I don't know where you got your VHS tapes, but mine were always probably like three Radio hours. Shack or Cheap John's. I had tapes that had three movies on them. I had freaking six hour there tapes, were definitely six and you're hour sitting tapes. here telling me that you had hour long VHS tapes. Yes, we have like the nineteen. 19- 94 Survivor Series taped in the other room. That's not fitting on an hour long. There were like long. two hour tapes. There were like four hour tapes. There were hour long tapes. Uh, an hour long tape is bullshit. I'm going to call bullshit on that. And my videos are going to be more than an hour, I think. Because that's well, insane. Hit us um, up if you uh, know weddings. about the hour long tapes. Yeah. You know who else got married? Who? In February 1992. Who? Kurt and Courtney. Okay. Not great. Well, great, I mean, not great. You know. Yeah. They, 
she was with child, you know, so. It's a lot that happens there. I have a feeling that we're going to be talking about them a lot. Well, they got married. It was a happy time. Okay, I'm just huh. mentioning it, you know. Huh. Congrats to the happy couple. Congrats, yeah. You know. Francis Bean. She's like... I should have looked up... Um, 29. You know, that's right. <laughs> yeah. No. She. Oh, yeah, you're right. She's going to be... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just... I need to see what... If, if there's pictures from their wedding. Because I really would love to see their wedding outfits. Well, if there are, post them on Instagram. Okay. Okay. So... We got one more thing left to do here on our music podcast. How we wrap all of our podcasts here on our 90s feed. We're going to play some trivia. Loser buys dinner. Jen, you got the cards? Oh, yeah. No, I was just looking for Kurt and Courtney's wedding photos. Which I didn't. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got the cards. What do you think this is? Oh, no. I only have five. Here you go. <clears throat> They're double-sided. We'll okay. make it work. Loser buys dinner. How much money was 79-year-old Stella Liebeck awarded by a jury after suing McDonald's for spilling a 49-cent cup of hot coffee on her lap when trying to remove the lid? Now, you get what I will call the... Because this is supposed to be playing prices Right Rules. Okay. So, I'm going to go ahead and say. Why don't you just give me a few guesses to get relatively close? <laughs> Is that specific? <laughs> you can have, how we're going to do this is you can have a range. So, you can get a high-end range, a low-end range. And then, I can tell you if it's inside or outside that range, and I'll give you yeah. one more range. You, you have made this so complicated, $10 million. Lower. You get three guesses. So lower than that. So between zero and ten million, lower. Five million dollars. Lower. Two million dollars. A little higher. Last guess. Three point two million dollars. Two point eight. See, yeah, that one's hard. See, but I feel like that counts. If I said three point two, two point eight, that's close. That's within a half a million dollar range. You should have just given me um options. Yeah, but I mean, I think I still... Okay, okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you You're going to give me that one? That's that's very nice of you. Okay. Okay. Um, boop, bop, boop. Okay, which one of the following animated Disney films was not released in the 90s? Aladdin, The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, or The Lion King? Little Mermaid. Yes. Now, I'm going to ask you one more question. So we'll say we're tied 1-1, and then we'll go to a tiebreaker this time if we end up being tied. I have the perfect tiebreaker question. Okay. In the 1994 indie hit Clerks, what is the name of the convenience store where the main character works? I, I don't know. I've seen okay. I've seen Clerks once, and full disclosure, I can't pay attention to black and white movies. Okay. Odd numbers, black and white movies. I mean, maybe I'll try to rewatch it now. But yeah, so it was. It wasn't one of those movies that I could really, that I really went back to because, cool. 
Okay. I know that you expected me to get that, and I'm embarrassed that I didn't. I did expect you to get that. That's okay. One nothing. Let's go. Or uh, uh, one one. Which of these rock bands did not get its start in Seattle? Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots, or Soundgarden? I mean, I feel like I'm an idiot if I get this wrong, but is the answer Stone Temple Pilots? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird, right? I feel like they were would have all been Seattle bands. But yes, the answer is no, Stone like, Temple Pilots. I feel Pilots. like, what are they, like California or something? It doesn't say. doesn't say. Okay, well, I'll give you a chance then. I'll give you a chance. Okay, so this is a battle, is what this game says. Pick another player. I'm going to choose you. Oh, boy. We're going to compete. We're going to bid how many items we can name in 30 seconds. The highest bidder plays. If they're successful, they get the point. If not, the other player wins the game. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to set a timer for 30 seconds. Okay. Great. (sighs) kind of items are we talking here so (laughs) animated things from the 90s how many animated things from the 90s do you think you can get in 30 seconds jen like tv shows or movies it just says things so i'll be the judge but sure whatever you think animated things from the 90s Uh, how many do i think i can get yeah because we bid back and forth and one person plays the card Uh, 18 Go. I'll let you... When when you're ready, say 18 animated things from 1990s. Ready? Okay. Go. Rugrats. Rocco's Modern Life. Aladdin. Mr. Hanky. Um, Cartman. Um, King of the Hill. Uh, the Simpsons. Um, Mr. Flanders. Um, Santa's Little Helper. The Lion King. Oh no. <laughs> My brain doesn't work. The, I already said Rugrats. No! I only did 10. I mean, you just said like half of the Simpsons cast and whatever <laughs> else it was. I mean. Do you like that I included thing. Mr. Hanky? I do. I do. So, I mean, I that was that. class. I did that for you. Um, I thought you'd want Mr. Hanky involved. I would have started. My bet it at 10. But that well, was I was feeling Froggy. pretty confident. And I was like, well, if it takes me a second to say one thing, that doesn't even make any sense. No. <laughs> and, and with that, oh, no. we're going to leave you another month, another week, another win for me in the column. Jen's buying dinner tonight. <laughs> Oh man, another day, another dollar. Guys, thank you so much for listening, tuning in to Becky Left the Chat's music of 1992, the month being February. Jen, you wanted to say anything on your way out? I have nothing left to say. I have nothing left to give. <laughs> Wayne's World, Wayne's World. Party time. Excellent. Bye. <laughs>